0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of uh, Bad Movie Reviews. So, um, just to contrary belief, obviously looking at the name, you probably think we're covering you know films like Trans Film as the the last night, but no, this is actually just a play on our name. Uh, I'm Ben, one of your co-hosts. This is Daniel. So bad, Pleasure. Ben and Daniel. Um, obviously, to introduce ourselves, knowing that this is the first episode, we'll we'll have a few quick fire questions just to get into a bit of background. Um, Daniel, what's your your favourite movie of all time? Favourite movie of all time,
1: uh, I think would have to be probably Blade Runner. Um, that'd go up there. One of those movies, definitely captivated by the entire thing, as you know. Sat there with my popcorn and drink, didn't touch it for the entire show, so it must have been a pretty good movie. Uh, and next would have to be Lord of the Rings as a series overall, um, something I could watch a billion times, would never get sick of. If I'm a big favourite one out of all the trilogy, would be Return of the King,
0: as you're aware. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I presume he meant 2049 as well because... Blade Runner 2049, because I was with you and you did not touch your drink. Yeah. Not not the first one, which is still a good movie, but... Great um, movie. Yeah. Um, touch it on myself. T- touching myself. Um, To touch, my, <laughs> to touch on my favourite movie myself would probably be um, Whiplash with um, Miles Teller. Unreal movie. Um, other than that, I do love Interstellar. I do love my sci-fi, which, funnily enough, Daniel's a big sci-fi fan, still has not seen Interstellar, so we'll get him on that. Either he's not seen Whiplash, so I'm not really a good friend, am I, but... Um those, you know, give you a bit of background on my favourite films. Uh, favourite director of all time? Uh, it would be Blade Runner's director, which is Denis Villeneuve. I believe. Villeneuve. I'm, gonna, Villeneuve. I'm always going <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so that's current. Do you have one of all time or that's just all time?
1: Uh, up there also to include, special mention, definitely James Cameron. Yeah. Some phenomenal films he's released
0: over, you know, well, years. never, never, never missed really. And he's been making films for 30 plus years. So, yeah. um, favorite director myself, funnily enough, I'd probably say also Denis Villeneuve, um, big Chris Nolan fan, but he's had a few, I wasn't the biggest fan of Tennant. So, um, but other than that, probably working did um, is, is Damien Chazelle, obviously I, I named Whiplash, but he's done La La Land and, um, First Man, the, the space one with Ryan Gosling got another film coming out later this year, which I'm super stoked for. Um, but he's probably my favorite, um, Working today, uh, fave movie of the year, obviously it's 2022, what 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 would you put there?
1: Yeah, and um, you'd probably be on a similar kind of uh, board of where I am and probably a lot of yourself, but um, uh, Batman, number one, since mm-hmm. the moment I watched it, I knew this was going to be one of the movies of the year, obviously, still be a year to go, so some good ones to come, but Batman up there and then um, uh, Everywhere, Everything All at Once.
0: Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep.
1: Absolutely phenomenal film, uh, it was definitely sick when I was watching it, couldn't <laughs> laugh as much as I'd like, but man... The normal film hit me in the emotions. wasn't expecting a uh, independent film to probably deliver the movie of the year for me so far.
0: Well, yeah, budget of twenty five million, which is pretty minimal considering (laughs) considering (laughs) considering, you know Batman had three hundred mil or or about that. But uh, yeah, no, I'd I'd probably say those two as well. Um, Big fan of Batman. Loved everything ever all at once. I went into the the cinema not knowing what to expect really, but loved that. Top Gun Maverick also would be there for me. We saw that in IMAX and just in terms of the film craft, there's probably nothing, everything everywhere obviously was pretty special, but Top Gun to do what it did with, you know, real jets is pretty, pretty fun if you ask me, but, um, that'd definitely, definitely be up there. But, um, well, I guess we'll touch on a little bit of film news for last week. Um, obviously we'll sort of have a bit of conversation about this, but this is super interesting. Obviously, um, DC have been going through an overhaul or, or Warner Bros, mind you, um, Oh, they do HBO Max, Warner Bros. Discovery, but um, they're going through the merger at the moment. And the, the Batgirl film was completely axed. So it had be, been completely made, uh, $90 million budget. It had Michael Keaton actually reprising his role in as Batman and it had actually um, Brendan Fraser as the, the villain and um, completely axed.
1: Yeah, absolutely outrageous. Can't believe it. From my knowledge, I can't remember last time or if that's ever happened for something to be fully Uh, made to the point of release, pretty much already uploaded and nothing, and it's just been completely cancelled. And the cast they had was phenomenal, which means that you'd think you'd go through with it even if it wasn't super profitable.
0: Well, yeah, it was a HBO Max release, so it wasn't getting theatrical. Um, And I know, I can't remember the name, but... um, they're, they're completely overhauling uh, Apparently it tested really poorly, like really badly. Like what, you know, one of the worst films really like, yeah. cool. Yeah, So, um, but it was being directed by the guys who did the recent bad boys, which is pretty rubbish to be honest, but they also directed miss Marvel, which I actually didn't mind like a few episodes of that, but, um, super interesting. They did it as a tax write-off, but they've also canceled. I didn't see it, but there was a fully animated Scooby-Doo movie recently called Scoob. Um, they canceled a prequel of that and that was also completely done. um, it's actually kind of a bit scary to be honest. Like these streaming platforms doing this, like uh, I am a big avid fan of, of collecting physical media. I've got, you know, 300 plus Blu-rays. Probably you've only probably got your 20 to 30, not much, but yeah, it is, it is scary to think of. Cause like this film will never see the light of day. And if they, they, if they physically can't release it now, if um it's been used as a tax write-off, it won't be able to see anything. Um, but it's, I mean, for instance, we obviously watched Stranger Things recently. It's like if Netflix just took Stranger Things down, there's no Blu-ray DVD. It's like you could never watch it again. Yeah. No, it'd be a huge loss if, like, Stranger Things go. Though The Crown, The Crown was on
1: a... It was a Netflix, wasn't it, original? Or? Yeah, why are well, you talking about The yeah, Crown? That's saying, I've
0: never yeah. personally watched it. it. Apparently, it's quite good. But it's a bit scary, really, in, in terms of streaming, obviously. But um, you never know what will happen, obviously. It's weird that they cancelled this, but the Flash film which has obviously $200 million budget getting a theatrical release. Ezra Miller has been um, hiding a 16 year old girl in his house, apparently, or, or something along those lines. He's got like, oh, yeah. he's been arrested four times and they're continuing with that release. So, and then obviously Aquaman was supposed to have um, Michael Keating reprising his Batman role. And they announced that Ben Affleck was actually doing it. So I presume he's replacing Michael Keaton. So obviously who knows what's going on there, but that that's super interesting. Um, I guess this is a bit of another DC move. They they or news. They announced this a day after, I think, to kind of you know lay down <laughs> lay it down easy on the <laughs> on the flack they were um they, they were copping. But um the the Joker sequel had been confirmed. Um, Folly a duke. So I don't know how to pronounce it. With Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn, which is a musical. So that comes out twenty twenty four. I didn't actually know
1: that Harley Quinn would be playing. Um
0: Baby oh, Gaga's playing Harley
1: play yeah. Quinn. That's very interesting, especially on probably some of the conversations that we discussed earlier where kind of the idea that a musical could make sense if it was in a psychopath's head and that's all they pictured.
0: Well, that, that, It's been rumoured that it'll take complete place in um, Arkham Asylum, which really intrigues me. Um, really enjoyed the first Joker. I didn't really want a sequel, but now that they've announced it's a musical, I'm kind of intrigued, but I also... If a sequel never came out, it wouldn't probably bother me, but um, the fact that it's a musical kind of intrigues me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I love the idea of it. And it's only because of the – I could see the play on it with the whole, like, psychotic side. You could uh, picture the scene as in, like, two reverse scenes where one, like, people breaking out of the prison, everyone's getting murdered or something like that, and then it they flips to – a song and dance. <laughs> it flips to, like, Harley Quinn's version where, like, all that's happening and she's living in this la-la kind of land where it's mm. all – um, a singalong, which I think would be a phenomenal take on the film, in an interesting
0: direction. The only the only weird thing that kind of doesn't sit well, like oh, it sits like uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, I think, is fantastic, and she's only played Harley Quinn in um, obviously Birds of Prey, the first Suicide Squad, and then the recent James Gunn one, which only came out last year. And it's like you're going to have two Harley Quinns within a, a two year period, which is a bit weird, but I I, I'm in, I know they're going for a very standalone one and it's like who knows if the Batman will um, have its own Harley Quinn. Who, yeah, who knows? But um, l- last bit of news I've got, which actually really excites me, but at the same time a bit disappointed. We just said it, our favourite film of the year, um, one of Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is directed by a, a, a group of um, two Daniels, funnily enough, oh, also Daniels. Um, they signed an exclusive five-year pact with uh, Universal Studios. So... Um, exclusively making, obviously their last two films, Swiss Army Man and Everything Overall once was uh, done through A24, one of my favourite studios, very independent. Um, going to Universal though, obviously means they have a lot more probably money to obviously uh, deal with. So that's kind of interesting, but um, obviously a bit of a loss there for I guess the indie crowd. You hope they don't get, you know, shoehorned into, shoehold into obviously doing, you know, a big budget blockbuster, who knows, but um, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting because you don't really want to take away all the uniqueness that you get with the way they currently direct and film and design their indie-based films. You don't want them to go to big budget that they've kind of created something that's not theirs, something a little bit too maybe mainstream and miss out on some of their key aspects they had that built their fantastic films.
0: Well, that's the thing—a five-year pact. It's not a, like as a five-minute, five-year, um, five-movie deal or anything. A five-year pact—they could literally not make any movies in that time, and then they've just got paid, and then they have scammed Universal, which would be pretty funny. But um, it is interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, other than that, there's not really any any movie news for the for the week. Obviously, this is our first pod; we won't touch on movie news that came out six months ago. There's no point. That's obviously what got its airtime. But um, I guess we'll take a we'll take a quick quick little drink break and we'll jump into our review. We've got a review of Prey and um, Bullet Train. Okay. So we'll jump into our um, review of, I guess, Prey first. That's the first film we obviously saw this week. Um, going straight to to Disney Plus, actually. A um, bit of a, a streaming. We were lucky enough to um, get tickets to a, a preview screening, actually, at, um, in the city. Um, I guess I'll, I'll let you sort of touch on on your thoughts first, if you want. Obviously, um for anyone who doesn't know it's a it's a prequel to um Predator movies set in 1719 I think it was um with um basically it was a native indian or native american sorry um tribe basically taking on on a predator but that, I mean that's your basic plot as it gets but um yeah what I guess I'll, I'll let you touch on it first what were your what your thoughts? Yeah, I really enjoyed
1: it. I thought the movie was quite entertaining overall. In no way was it like an absolutely fantastic blockbuster masterpiece, but I'm not sure it deserved the more personal disrespect of maybe going straight to streaming. I thought it was a kind of movie you'd want to see in a cinema with all that great cinematography and all the great fight scenes and the very iconic Predator-based action. Um, I really enjoyed the filming overall. Um, I thought a lot of the characters were pretty cool. But a lot of the kind of background characters were pretty wooden because, you know, you kind of do, I guess, kind of aim towards it. Um, just the main character and obviously the main kind of enemy slash bad guy slash predator in this case.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I tend to agree that um, the main girl in it, who um, her name's Naru, but it's um, Amber Minehunter. I actually don't think I've seen her in anything um, before. She was actually really great, but... I would agree that she was obviously mainly the focus. A lot of the background characters I probably couldn't really name if I'm being, if I'm being fully honest, but, um, no, in terms of my opinion, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was probably the best predator movie since the first, um, the original with Arnie. I actually couldn't tell you what happened in predator two If I'm being honest, I, I didn't mind the 2010 one with Adrian Brody where they went to actually their land and they, um, you know, freed the original predator, yeah. and it fought the. But the 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 recent one before that predators, I think it was um, with Olivia Munn. Total dog shit. But um, <laughs> we won't touch on that too much. But no, I really liked it. I think what what's funny is it it's um, what you could realistically do. I think they've figured it out. Like predator movies, you could realistically just put it in any time period and just chuck a predator there, and it'd be great fun. Like imagine some samurai movie, like a, a samurai period where a predator just lands on. You know, in in Japan, and yeah, me well, on samurai, so it'd be pretty cool, but that'd be pretty sick. No, I, I I tend to agree. This kind of film, I I actually, I'm really glad I saw it in a cinema. But my problem with streaming movies is my my full attention span, I'll be honest, probably isn't there. Um, you have obviously, I mean, that's obviously like a, I guess an ADHD thing with me, like my attention. Um, when I'm in a cinema, phones off, you you know, you're watching the movie, you're, you're fully immersed, whereas obviously at home, you've got all these different distractions and, and things like that. But in terms of obviously the film itself, I thought it was a beautiful film. Like it was all, um, I guess, on 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 site kind of um, filmed sort of naturally rather than obviously green screen and, and things like that, which I think really helped. I actually really liked the Predator design. Um, and the action was really cool. There was some very like... Innovative, cool kills where I was sitting there like, geez, that's a it's a bit brutal, but yeah, it's um, pretty sweet. No, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely recommend watching it. I'll be honest. Um, obviously, by the time this probably goes out, I think it's it's already um it's already up on on Disney Plus in Australia. I don't know where it is um available to stream anywhere else, but um, a bit disappointing. It didn't get a theatrical release. I don't know how it would go, but I know it's actually getting very good reviews. I think it's um now placed number one of any predator film which um obviously you know the first one released in the 70s i don't know how many people were uploading their review to rotten tomatoes <laughs> but um <laughs> at the time but um no definitely recommended uh i i um in terms of the director i thought he did really well as well i think it's the director of um 10 cloverfield lane dan trackenberg um who also wrote it which yeah he directed 10 cloverfield lane and a few episodes of the boys which um, the Amazon show, which I really enjoy. You so love The Boys. I, I do love The Boys. I think it's one of the great, I think it's really gotten better as the time goes on. But um, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing more of these kind of films, really. Um, yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah,
1: it the time frame surprised me, actually. When a, um, I didn't hear too much about information on the fact that there was going to be a prequel-based Predator film. Um, so I was excited when it came out. but. In the first movie, or I should say, sorry, the first Alien versus Predator movie, they touch on the fact that they were actually like revered as gods and in like ancient Aztecs and that's where like the aliens also kind of started, the humans had sacrificed themselves. I thought it might have a little bit more around that and see them as more godlike beings and see that process. But um, yeah, well, the, the take based in um, 1719, I thought it was pretty cool with the kind of Western um, native Indian kind of yeah, fight scenes and vibes that they all had together, and it was yeah, great use, great um, great cinematography, um, good mm. use of yeah, real life um, kind of landscapes.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if, I don't know if they've addressed it where I don't actually know if Alien v Predator is actually law, like considered law, or whether it was just a fun crossover film. But um, what I actually really find cool is on. Um, I know it's in Hulu. Looking here in America. Um, I don't know if it's on Disney plus, but they actually uploaded. It's the first ever film where it's done in two languages. So they've actually uploaded an English one and then they've actually uploaded one in the native um, Indian language, which um, is really cool. Obviously it'll be, you know, subtitle for manual. I wouldn't I understand the word, but um, hopefully you see more things like that. I think that's, um, I guess a co- cool way of going forward and acknowledging obviously, um, you know, certain languages and, and, and history. So, Hopefully we see more of that in, in I guess, future future films to come. Um, anything else you want to touch on, obviously, with, with Prey other than go watch it?
1: <laughs> no, it was a, a great film, uh, very uh, iconic Predator, fantastic action scenes. Can't wait to see if there's a sequel to that. And I think it there's a lot of room, like you said, to also go into a sequel. And you can pick nearly any time period, drop them in it, and I think you could make a phenomenal action film out of it.
0: Mm, for sure. Um I guess we'll touch on our next film that we saw this week, which we only saw um, two nights ago, uh, Bullet Train, which um, to give you a better background, the, the plot here is five assassins are on board a fast-moving bullet train and and essentially have to sort of finish their mission, which obviously the film will play that out. Um, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, I guess I'll let you go again first. Well, or your initial thought or current thoughts on, on Bullet Train?
1: Loved it. Loved it, as you know. <laughs> really loved it. Um, I think I said after the film came out that it was one of the most enjoyable films I've watched this year and then you gave me some funny looks. But great. It, for me, it, it was just like mindless fun. It was gruesomely hilarious. There was like even the stuff that was like violent and gory was still kind of like funny. They had a kind of unique, hilarious take on it all. Um, I thought the casting was fantastic. I thought all the characters were really awesome and I liked that there was um background shown to each character too so you get to learn kind of a little bit on why they did x y z um I I thought the film was great overall it was pretty good um not really any room for like character development or anything like that but it's no, kind of we'll be, like if work. we're
0: being on there's not really much plot to the film um none none, none. it's just a good time <laughs> really um obviously it's directed by um David Leached. I don't know if I've said that correctly um, who's done um, in, in terms of films? He he's directed. He directed um, Deadpool two, um, which I actually really enjoyed. Atomic Blonde, which I remember but don't also remember. And I think he was um, co-directed the first John Wick, which is obviously a a great movie. But um, funnily enough, inter- well interestingly, he actually started out as Brad Pitt's stunt double. He he started. He was Brad Pitt's stunt double in uh, Fight Club till yeah, two thousand and four. Really. Worked with him in every film till two thousand and four, and then obviously he's. He's um, changed lanes and become a pretty successful director, so c- kudos to him. Um, in terms of my opinion, I, I I agree. I actually really enjoyed. it. I think it was a good time. Um, plot plot wise, it was pretty lacking. I go, uh, there's not really any like wrap up, if that makes sense. There's not really any plot like you don't. It's, it's just you know it's there if that makes sense. Um, but in terms of the action, uh, the comedy, it was it was just really fun, really. Uh, comedic at times there were a couple of great cameos as well which I won't touch on obviously for for you at home if you haven't seen it um I won't touch on that to spoil them but um god Brad Pitt's a good looking man isn't he yeah. <laughs> no but he um he's a he's a, a like a, I'm really enjoying what he's doing lately I really liked him in the cameo in um the lost city but um these more comedic roles I'm really enjoying by him um, I think Aaron taylor Johnson's the real star here um, who plays uh, Tangerine. Tangerine and Lemon, they had great chemistry, but Aaron Taylor-Johnson is criminally underrated and um, I think he deserves to be a leading man. He's obviously in Kick-Ass and, and things like that. He was fantastic, but cast really worked well together. They had great chemistry. Um, in terms of action sequences, they were actually really d- well done, which you kind of expect, obviously, director of Deadpool, stunt double himself. So he obviously knows how to work the camera with with these action scenes. My, my only gripe with it is it, I think it got fairly over top towards the end, um, like a bit too much kind of thing. Like it was a very, not down to earth movie in a way, but like it was obviously funny action, well, well-directed action. But um, it was obviously all set in this bullet train. And then the, the end kind of obviously got pretty CGI heavy and and um, a lot going on, which I wish it kind of was a little bit more, I guess, down to earth and, and humble in, yeah. The way it, the way it finished it off, but um, no, I really enjoyed it, and I recommend everyone really to to see this if you like films like obviously the ones I've already already said Deadpool um, things like that. You probably enjoy this and have a great time, and um, hopefully it makes obviously it's a, a I don't know if it's a completely original film whether it was a book before or but you know relatively original. Um, it's not obviously a franchise or a prequel like Prey obviously was, but um, I really enjoy when when original films do well you then you get it's not sort of as um yeah mass you know yep. sort of covered in the whole market really but um i wouldn't mind seeing a, a spin-off film with any of these characters to be oh, honest like a tangerine I mean, and lemon one i think we actually said this after the movie it'd be great like if you see one of their their jobs and you know they're, they're going to do their job and and i think they they showed a little bit of their job somewhere i can't remember where it was where, um with the foot and thing like that, that was interesting. Yeah. But Bolivia, um, Bolivia, it might be Bolivia. Yeah, like it, you know, just films like that. Really, like a, a bit of a side thing where just a film where you get two leads that have great chemistry and it's just fun.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. As you know, it's um, you'll everyone will see when they see see the film if they haven't already. But it's uh, those two deserve their own movie, and I would one hundred percent watch it. I feel like it had great aspects of good comedy and action mixed with like the movie Kick Ass. I felt like it had, Mm. had like, some crossovers of all that. You know, obviously that decision was also half made off the uh, leading actor there, but, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Um, Great chemistry, phenomenal. I would watch a film of just them doing what they do, just having a conversation, I reckon, for two hours. It was some of the best chemistry chemistry I've seen on screen in a while.
0: Yeah, I haven't, apart from, um, actually, yeah, I really don't know. To be honest, they they did have great chemistry, and I think that's that's the thing when you I guess you have a fun set. You come in. Yeah, you, you, I know. um Reading a little bit about this film, I know a lot of it was improvisation and things like that, which you can kind of tell. That's, yeah, that's like a cool. lot of their a lot of their chemistry, a lot of their words and and um their dialogue was was improvisation, which kind of obviously frees up the actor. They're not stuck to a, a script, and um, I guess that that sort of makes I guess a little bit more enjoyable on set where you're not um shoehorned into performing this specific role and you can have a little bit of fun with it. But no, I recommend going to see it 100%. Um, yeah, no well, I enjoyed both films this week actually, which is a bit of a rarity. I think usually, I mean, more often than not films are shit, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose okay. movies these days are yeah. and, and nearly <sighs> there. It's the idea is how much can they, I guess, disappoint you and you try to <laughs> – <laughs> not the, well, not I mean, the right term. You know what I'm trying to say. It's As in like there's now an expectation of it's – it's not just how much they're going to achieve; it's how much they're going to disappoint you, and so because you you have expectations that are so high that they've. Got it's to an melt. interesting
0: time, obviously we're coming out of, well, sh- pretty shit last two years in terms of COVID. It's a lot of films have been hit and miss, obviously because you haven't been able to get screenwriters together. Obviously, films have been made in a pretty secluded. You know, yeah. They're you know, we're making it in this set. No one can do anything, so it's an interesting time. But um, I guess those are. Our, you know first two movie reviews obviously for the pod but um other than that obviously those are our, our two film reviews for the week um obviously this is our first podcast so thank you for listening thank you for watching um you can obviously find us on i guess any of the major podcasting platforms whether that you're listening on on spotify apple podcasts um amazon um obviously we've got the visual element if you're watching on youtube 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 hello and uh <laughs> and welcome but um other than that, I guess have you got sort of much to, to touch on? Obviously, for the first pod or for the first week of the the uh, the podcast. Not really, no. not really, no. Um, um, it will be this will be a weekly thing. Um, obviously, films come out every Thursday in in Australia, so um, probably be uploaded every sort of Sunday night our time um, once we see the film and and have time to review it. But um, we'll be back next week to our review of um, Jordan Peele's Nope, which I'm super excited for. Um, For all you who don't know, obviously, if you're listening in America or UK, I'm pretty sure it's out worldwide, but we only get it on the the 10th of August. I think the date is here, so it comes out a little bit late, but we'll we'll have that podcast ready for you next week and that that review. But um, other than that, thank you for listening, and uh, obviously we'll see you in a week's time.